Good morning, everyone, and God bless you. God is good. Hallelujah. I don't know about the intro there, but I know we are here. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a new day. Amen. Every morning I get up, I thank him for a new day. Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening, wherever you are. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries, and I'm glad that you're listening today. I pray that your day is blessed, and if it doesn't seem to be going that way, bless it yourself. Amen. It's a blessing to be able to do that in Jesus. God lives in you. He gave you his power, so use it. Today, the topic is Jesus wasn't eating sushi. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Get your swords, a drink, and a snack and maybe a tablet and pen, and sit back, and I'll be back to delve into the subject. It's, Jesus is a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, and a light in the darkness. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this new day that you've given us. We are appreciative and we plan to use it telling somebody else about your son Jesus and living a holy, changed, and life of worry, sorrow, and pain in Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter what attacks us, Father, whether it be the arrows that fly by day or the terrors by night, We will continue to keep our joy and be glad in all situations, just as the disciples did when they were shackled up in prison. Our bodies may feel shackled at times, and sometimes our minds may feel the same way. But in Jesus, we're all free. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us that door of freedom and peace. I ask, Father, that when the enemy tries to break up families and tries to enter words into our mouths that we did not order, cause the listeners to be forgiving, loving, and understanding. It's not the people that we hate. It's the devil who attempts to use people that we hate. Yes, he hates us, and we hate him. You told us to pray for our enemies, but not the thief who attempts to steal souls from you, Abba. We'll do everything through your power that we can to eradicate the evil that holds back the hearts of those that you love. Thank you for bringing our loved ones through their surgeries and procedures, those past and those to come. We cover them all with the blood of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. We bless the angels who serve us and fight for us. We bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Baruch Hashem, on this beautiful morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. God is good. That song took me somewhere. I I I was busy hooking up my microphone and everything. (laughs) I have like two different microphones for this and everything exists in case something happens. And I missed the opening. But God is good. Amen. I jumped back on right on time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see y'all are here. 
I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name, okay? I'm going to be speaking out of John chapter, actually, uh, after, actually chapter 20, chapters 20 and 21, okay? I'll be taking a little bit out of both of them, actually. But I'm going to start out reading John chapter 21, verses 1, I believe, to, to uh, 15. And it reads like this. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon, Peter, and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and his sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto him, I go a-fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately that night, but they caught nothing. But when morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it back into them because of the multitude of fishes. Therefore, the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits dragging the net with fishes. <laughs> as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land, full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all, there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said to them, come and dine. Oh, I love that. Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples. And after that, he was risen from the dead. Amen. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus told him, he said, Feed my lambs. Amen. Come and dine. Don't listen to nothing the devil tells you in your life. Jesus is telling you come and dine. Amen. What a wonderful invitation. In St. John chapter 20 and 21, we see occasions when Jesus showed himself after he rose from the dead. He appeared to Mary and unto the disciples. In verse 20 of chapter 21, Mary had gone to the gravesite only to find that he wasn't there. He had already risen. Verse 20 tells us, that on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene rose early while it was still dark and went to the sepulcher only to find the stone rolled away from Jesus' grave. See, folks, good things get done early. The early bird really does capture the worm. Amen. Good things are done in the day. Be constant. Be vigilant. Keep your lamps filled and be ready for 
when the groom comes. Amen? This verse is a typical example of having constancy for Jesus. It is also an example of truly loving Christ the way that we should all love him. And in chapter 20, verse 12, actually chapter 20, verse 12, we see where Mary met two angels. Angels appear, and they asked her why she was weeping. She actually thought that someone had taken her Lord's body. That's love, when someone is even concerned about taking care of your body, even after death. Aren't you glad that soon, and in Jesus, we're going to get our new bodies incorruptible? Amen? It's called our glorified bodies. Hallelujah. Amen. I cannot wait to get my glorified body. And right after she said that, she thought someone had taken her Lord's body. She looked back and a man was standing behind her. And he asked her why she was crying. He wanted to know who it was that she was looking for. She actually thought he was the gardener, the person that took care of the graves at that time. Little did she know. It was her Lord. It was Jesus. You see, sometimes in our sorrow, we can grieve so heavily that we forget that Jesus is king and he has everything in his hands. She was grieving so much that she didn't even know the Lord's son. That's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Amen. He was standing right behind her. The capital L, little O-R-D, was standing right behind her. If you look in your Bibles, you'll see the difference, the way it's printed. Amen. When you see the caps, all caps, speaking of the Father, smaller letters, Jesus. Amen. He was standing right behind her. Have you ever gone through something that was so bad that you couldn't even pray? You felt like you couldn't even open up your mouth and pray. Have you ever gone through something that aggravated you so bad that you forgot about the power of Jesus just for a minute? Amen. You know, people need to contact the Holy Spirit more often. People need to get used to him. Talk to him. He's your friend. And let him talk back to you. Amen. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us, which meant, um, it means that Jesus is always with us through the spirit of the Most High God. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you any minute. Only in verse 16 of chapter 20 did she realize who he was when he called her name. See, when he called her, he said, Mary. And she looked, and it was Jesus. Has he called you yet? Have you ever heard his voice? Did your eyes open unto him? Did your eyes open unto the calling? Do you really know who he is? This is a true calling. Amen? And newsflash to those who think that they don't need all that religious stuff. You need to learn what God's voice sounds like. Do your homework like you had to do in school, right? If you pay attention, if you obey man, can't you obey God? Do your homework. Get to know his voice. Stop totally listening to the news, social media, and the world to get your information. It behooves you to do so. Jesus always does things differently than the world. He's from a better kingdom. Amen. Thank you, Lord. His first priority was to call a woman to ministry, telling her to go back and tell the men that he was alive. What a blessing. What a blessing that was to Mary. He knew how Hebrews felt about women in ministry, right? He knew how they felt about women being in the ministry field, so he changed all of that. He, um, they forgot about Miriam, who ruled the people with her brother Moses and Aaron. 
They forgot about Deborah, who was a great judge, who was known to we still read about her today. In fact, Barack wouldn't even go into battle unless Deborah went with him. What does that tell you about Deborah? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Mary was the first person to preach the good news after the Lord rose from the dead. I suppose that explains something to the men who don't like women preachers. They won't go into that verse too deeply, will they? In fact, they don't even stay on a chapter too long. He told her not to touch him because he hadn't ascended to his father yet. He had yet to receive his glorified body, see? Jesus is so caring. He didn't even want her to touch his body after being in a grave situation without going back to his father yet and raising up three days later after going into the depths of hell. But let me tell you, when you're in your grave situation, you can be restored through Jesus Christ. Amen. He did what he had to do and received his new glorified body and is sitting on the right hand of the Father now. Now it's okay. Amen. Go to him. He's always saving somebody, isn't he? That's what he does. Amen. Jesus saves. It's what he does. He sent a woman to reassure the men that he had risen. He gave them confidence. This is what Jesus does. He gives people confidence, surety, and hope. The men were in the upper room with the doors shut because they were so afraid for their lives. When that cat is away, the mice will play. It's just a term, not that Jesus is a cat, although back in the 70s, they'd call him a cool cat. Do you remember that term? <laughs> Amen. If you notice in verse 19 of chapter 20, it says that the same day in the evening when the doors were shut, Jesus stood in the midst of them. How did he get in there? Even doors can't stop the Lord. Amen. When Satan shuts all the doors, um, of the, when he shuts all the doors of possibility around you. Jesus walks through them and hands you the key. He wants you to have them. So hold on to God's unchanging hand. Wait on him. Amen. Praise God. Do not fear doors, my friend. And in verse 21, he gives them peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And to this day, he gives you the same thing. Peace. Shalom. If you're not experiencing peace, then whatever it is, is not from God. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You're a peace. I don't care how nice they look, how sweet they talk, how good their character seems. If they don't distribute peace, they are not from God. And folks cannot be double-minded. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Don't be double-minded. Make a stand. Amen. Are you for God or are you going to be a vessel for Satan and destroy lives and break hearts? Amen. Double-minded people do not bring peace. They bring hell. Misery loves company. Some slowly and yet some are like a freight train, an accident waiting to happen. Amen. In chapter 21, it says, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. These are the times that he's showing himself to the followers, which shows us that God's promises are yea and amen. You're never alone. He will always somehow show up in your life. 
I encourage you today, if you're praying about something and it seems like God is keeping quiet, okay, keep praying. He does hear you. The devil doesn't want you to think that he does, but God does hear you. He will show up when you least expect it. You are the righteousness of God. You are the king's kid. He's a good father and he loves you. He's going to show up. When it seems that he doesn't hear you, those are the times that he wants you to ride that bicycle without the training wheels. God does not leave his children hanging. He just wants you to learn to ride that bicycle by yourself. Amen. He wants you to catch on to life. He wants you to learn. Stop depending on training wheels. There are too many grown folks depending on training wheels. You ever help somebody so much it gets to the point years later where it seems like they can't help themselves because they're used to you doing it? Amen? They're crutches. Stop the crutches. Stop using crutches. He wants you to trust his son, Jesus. Hallelujah. He wants you to go to his son. If Jesus is the door, all right, why do we still keep trying to go straight to God? Think about that. <clears throat> Think about it. Isn't that what other religions do? Isn't that the problem with some religions? They just, we want to go straight to God. They just want to go straight to God and have nothing to do with the Son. Think about that. And you know what? You can definitely tell. Some of them are so mean that I don't even want to learn about them or hear anything about them or have anything to say because my loving Jesus makes me happy and free. Did you ever see... Uh, Some religions that are so mean that when you say hi to them, it looks like they're going to bite you. Some are womanizers. Others are idolizers. Some are just all eyes. Amen. (laughs) Ignorant, indignant, impossible, and improbable. God wants you to have a relationship with the Son and with the Holy Spirit that is within you. When 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 I was in the Marine Corps, a PFC just didn't go to the general. There were steps that needed to be taken. If you couldn't follow rules, you didn't need to be in the core. A choir director, a choir singer, that is, goes to the choir director, right? A deacon goes to the minister. The minister goes to the pastor. Why do we as humans find it so hard to go to Jesus first? Is it pride? Stubbornness? When you have a God that even makes sure that you eat well, <coughs> amen, you do his will, not your own. Don't bite the hand that feeds you and stay grateful, amen. The problem today, we have too many people that are not grateful for what God has given them. They want, 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 need, need, need so much that they don't appreciate what they already have. In chapter 21, verse 5, Jesus even asked the disciples, children, do you have any meat? Now, remember, he had just proven himself to the disciples in the upper room and told Thomas to thrust his finger into his hand as proof that it was him. He also reminded him not to be faithless, which is what I'm reminding you this day. Do not be faithless. Keep the faith. As far as faith goes, a little goes a long way. And you know what? People are even trying to change that today. God said the faith is the grain of a mustard seed, and now they're saying bigger faith. And you know what? That can easily lead a novice in Christianity. We have to remember the babies. Amen. Start small. Go big. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
the disciples had gone too far with Jesus to turn back then. They saw the miracles of the eating of the fish and the bread, the rising of the dead, the infirmities being healed, and the lame walking again. Now we have Jesus telling the fishermen, get this, how to fish. Amen? So you're telling fishermen how to fish, right? Because he got it like that. Amen? As they say today. Verses 4 to 6, John, which is called the disciple, which Jesus loved, knew who Jesus was because he had a close personal relationship with him so much that he used to lay his head on Jesus' chest and he actually knew Jesus' heartbeat. Imagine, do you know Jesus' heartbeat? Do you know him so well that you can hear his heart beating within your soul, within your spirit? And he told him, he said, it's the Lord. And when they cast out to go fishing, they got so much fish that they were barely able to draw it back. That's Jehovah Jireh in action, folks. Hallelujah. I've been seeing him in action in my life lately, too, and it is awesome. If he can do it for fishermen, he can do it for you. God can give you so much that you will barely be able to carry it. You will have to give some away. You know, in fact, I decree and I declare it upon your household right now, upon your life in Jesus' name. Notice in verse 7, it says that Peter was naked. This verse plainly shows us that he was naked before the Lord, which is how God wants us all to be. Amen? Don't try to hide yourself with leaves like Adam and Eve did. When you pray, become naked before the Lord. He doesn't want your clothes or your shoes, your hats, your makeup, your skin. He wants you naked before him. And no, that's not in a derogatory type of way, but in a heartfelt and loving way. God wants your heart. The Bible says people honor him with their lips, but not with their hearts. Do not be one of those persons. Now, let's discuss the breakfast of champions, shall we? Amen. (laughs) Amen. This is my favorite part. Verses 8 to 12, I call it the breakfast of champions. Amen. The disciples brought all the fish to the land. The Bible says that they were close to the shore. If you remember, I believe it was last week I was telling people about how boats were made flat on the bottom so that the fishermen could get close to the shore. It was either last week or the week before last. Um, Right after I read the scripture years ago, I began to eat fish for breakfast because (laughs) fish is actually my favorite. And this is what Jesus did as well. It says in verse 9 of chapter 21, they saw what? They saw a fire of coals there. This simply means that Jesus was not eating sushi (laughs) or any new fandangled half-prepared food. He ate properly, properly prepared food, fish cooked on coals of fire. And that's what he offered you. That's what he offered them. Amen. And you as well. God made fish. I'm sure he knows how we're supposed to prepare it and eat it, right? And according to the scripture, that's how it should be. WWJD, amen. <laughs> amen. What would Jesus do? Do what he does. People eat raw food and then wonder why worms show up in x rays when they go to the hospital sick. God tells us to accept one another's food when we travel and go to different places, but it also doesn't say anywhere in the world, in the world, word, that we can ask them. We are allowed to ask them to put it on a grill for a few minutes, right? If that's what you like, that's what you like. Some of you out there may like it, but I'm sorry. The kid here can't do it. Not going to do it. 
I want mine on hot coals, just like our Savior Jesus did with some Scott seasoning, as Emerald Lagasse calls it, essence. We here at the Scott household, we call it the Scott essence. Amen. Season it up. Now, I'm not knocking those who do to each his own, but not me. As they looked at the fire, they saw fish on a fire and bread. Jesus offered them fish and bread. There's just something about fish and bread with Jesus. And you want to know something? I bet he made a mean, awesome Friday sandwich. Amen. <laughs> Beat all the Friday fish sandwiches. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> In fact, both of them represent Jesus, the bread and the fish. Uh, the sign of the fish is used to represent him. And the bread is the term used for the word of God, which is the Bible, which is Jesus. It all comes back to Jesus. Amen. Telling us to consume the word and to consume Je- consume Jesus. When you read the word, you are consuming Jesus because Jesus is the word. In verse 12 and 13, Jesus told the disciples, and is still speaking this to us today, to come and dine. You've been offered. Accepted. And when the disciples, they didn't ask any questions because they knew it was him. Do you know it's him? Do you know Jesus? Who else would prepare the tables before you and say, come and dine? If you can't cook, you're covered. (laughs) If you're not a good guest entertainer, you're covered. My sister Donna is a great guest entertainer. She makes people laugh. She entertains people uh, on holidays and everything. And, and for years, when they come to my house, they go to sleep. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm just not great at that. <laughs> people, people years ago, we, when I was younger, they used to honestly come to my house on purpose to sleep, to get peace, maybe from their husbands, their wives, their families, whatever. I had people from all around. I was just like one of them women you see on the shows on TV, them old-fashioned women that just people just came to sleep. Amen. It's been like that for years. If you're afraid of coal and fire, he has you. With Jesus, you don't have to worry about the plates, the utensils, the cups, the drinks, And the bread, all you have to do is sit down and dine. Sit down and partake of whatever it is he has for you. Look, don't be a Martha, be a Mary. If you remember, Martha was worried and concerned about entertaining. Mary sat down at the Savior's feet and listened to what he had to say. God is telling you to rest at the feet of his son, Jesus. And take in whatever he has to say to you. Let it soak into your heart. If your mind hasn't been right lately, change your mind. Amen. (laughs) Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We're asking God for things and he already sent the answer. Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That statement's telling us not to conform ourselves to this evil world, but to God instead. You're in the world, but you're not of it. You don't have to act like the world. Act like a child of God. Act like you was raised, right? <laughs> they say, right? Act like you was raised, right? You ever see some kids and they're so wild and crazy, or even some adults, you see some adults are so wild and crazy, you're like, wow, they, they need to act like their mama raised them right. Amen? Hallelujah. 
You're in the world, but not of it. Conform means to comply with rules, standards, or laws, to abide by, to obey, to observe, to follow, to keep to, to stick to, adhere to, uphold, heed, accept, go. Amen? Some folks have a hard time catching on to what to do and what not to do. They have a place for those people. It's called prison and hell. Should we say prison slash hell? Both. They need a mind change. They need a heart change, a renewing of the mind, which is actually their heart. They may look good on the outside, but inside they're slowly rotting, still struggling against God, having his way and not their way. Just like, as the Bible says, their father, Satan. Who are they serving? Amen. There are so many people today that are worshiping the createe instead of the creator, especially when it comes to success, wealth, and finances. You see it a lot in that area, those areas. People will do anything that they can to look better than the Joneses. When one family gets a car, the other family has to get a car. When one family gets a swimming pool, the other family has to get a swimming pool. It's so strange, isn't it? It's so strange what makes people jealous nowadays. I now see why God tells us not to covet. There are some people who just have a spirit of coveting, and it's horrible. I pray that those people begin to seek the word of God instead of worldly things that will only rust and rot. Isn't that what the word tells us? Amen. Don't go for those things that rust and rot. Build your kingdom. Build things in the kingdom of heaven. And I'm asking you today. I ask you today, as Jesus asked, come and dine. Eat the breakfast of champions every day, the fish and the bread, and watch your life change for the better. We preachers have been preaching this for years, 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 hundreds of years, thousands of years, and, and people think it's a cliche. It's not a cliche. These words that we are saying to you are real. No, regardless of how the preacher delivers it or who they are, what they look like, we are asking you to accept Jesus Christ into your life, and your life will get better. Everybody's on a different spiritual level. Some people do it quick. Some people take some time. But start now. I speak life while speaking the word, and I love it. Are you saved? Now is the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. With all that's going on around the world, as I always say, you need a friend. Jesus can be that special friend if you allow him into your life. He's your helper, and his Holy Spirit is your comforter. <clears throat> Some people are un uncomfortable in life because they won't accept the comfort. Does that make sense? You're uncomfortable in life because you refuse to accept the comforter. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If you're cold, you want to cover, right? He covers you. He takes care of you. If you're not saved, just repeat this after me. Jesus, I repent of my sin. I'm so sorry, Lord. I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later from the dead just for me. And I accept what you've done. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I hear that. Hallelujah, I hear that. Thank you so much. I hate somebody somewhere just accepted Jesus. God bless you. Hallelujah. And we don't know how many or who. God is good. Amen. Now go find a Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled church and learn of him. It's never too late. Your new life starts now. All old things are gone away. God throws them as far as the east is from the west. And I like to tell people, now go live, go laugh, 
and go love. I'm going to bless you with the Aaron, what they call the Aaronic blessing. Aaron, remember I was telling you about Miriam, Moses, and, and Aaron, amen, who was a priest. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Give you peace. Shalom. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on today. And I pray that your week goes by victoriously. Hallelujah. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless you. And have a wonderful, wonderfully day. Go and dine, y'all. Amen. Go and dine. God bless you.